0: All right, sports fans, welcome back. You might think that I sound a little bit different. That's because I'm not Mary Beth. This is Hooli. We are without her services for some of the show this evening. We will be doing a live cut to her, so whenever you listen to this, it will be live. But for the most part, it's just going to be the Joe and I going over some things. We're going to spin the NBA off-season wheel of mediocrity. We're going to talk a little bit about about baseball with Mary Beth
1: we're also going to be talking about something that's happening in the NFL players what they are doing pre-game and how it is spreading number eight will shock you I don't know what that meant but I always see that on web advertisements and I thought that it might work to keep you listening I'm Huli. I'm the Joe and we're without Mary My Beth, Beth Smith, Smith so and we miss her so can't wait to have her join us live We're recorded. She's live. She's going to be live. Yeah. Every time you listen to it, she's coming at you live. Every time.
2: the moment we've all been waiting for, the starting lineup.
1: We're going to start off with some big NBA news this week, and I apologize in advance if I mispronounce anything from this news story. Uh, but there was a huge contract extension handed out to the Greek freak, third-year forward Giannis Antetokounmpo, who has agreed to a four-year, $100 million extension with the Milwaukee Books. Again, apologies if I mispronounced anything in that news story.
0: Wow, a hundred million bucks to the Greek freak. That's mm-hmm. roughly one one hundredth of what Greece owes Germany this year.
1: Well, great ninety nine more of these extensions, and they'll be great.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he's sending all the money back to the government. <laughs>
1: Moving over to Major League Baseball for our next story. Some history was made when Japanese import Ichiro Suzuki hit his 3,000th hit. He becomes the 30th Major League player to join the 3K club and did so on a triple. Here is an interesting factoid. Ichiro hit a single to reach 1K hits. He hit a double to reach 2K hits, and he hit a triple to hit 3K hits. All of this as a 42-year-old major leaguer. Man, if we let him keep playing, I think that he could get to 401K.
0: This week, Tim Tebow officially becomes part of the Mets organization, and when that happened, he had the third highest-selling jersey on the Mets behind Cindergaard and Custom Name Here. Now, which is... Funny in and of itself that Tebow is behind custom name here, but the real question is what self-respecting New Yorker is walking around in a fucking Tebow jersey? Figure it out, Queens.
1: This week, the Minnesota Vikings unveiled their new home field, U.S. Bank Stadium, in a Sunday night football tilt with the Green Bay Packers. Luckily for the Vikings, they broke it in with a win. Unfortunately for the Vikings, they also broke Adrian Peterson's right
0: leg. Switching over to basketball, the Joe, your boy, garbage human J.R. Smith, is still not under contract with the Cleveland Cavaliers, technically making him a free agent. While ESPN is reporting that garbage human J.R. Smith is skipping Cavs' minicamp coming up this next week. Hey, ESPN, if he's not under contract, he's not skipping minicamp. He's not invited, homie.
1: Yeah, I was also skipping the Emmys this last week. I was also not invited to the Emmys this last week.
0: Yeah, I skipped Hayes Hyatt's birthday party in fifth grade. It had nothing to do with me stepping on his foot and him not inviting me the week before. But I skipped it. Never step on another man's shoes. Sorry, Hayes. And in
1: news that surprises no one, the Cleveland Browns look to be starting their fifth starting quarterback this coming week in their last five regular season games. Spanning back to last year with Johnny Manziel, Austin Davis. This year we've had Robert Griffin III, Josh McCown, and now we will have Cody Kessler. So I'm just really wondering who in the Browns organization really did something to piss off Arya Stark. Co- Coach Hugh Jackson, please know that you're able to reuse these starting quarterbacks. They're not meant to be disposable.
0: <laughs> Switching the other way and going to a place that the Browns never will, Lady Gaga has agreed to play the halftime at Super Bowl 51. It actually makes a lot of logical sense in her progressions. Last year, she sang the national anthem. This year, she's going to be performing at halftime. And next year, she's going to be coming back as the Patriots' third string quarterback, replacing Jacoby Brissett.
2: looks like it's time for walk-ons
0: i'm excited i wasn't here for this last time Yeah, Joe, you haven't seen this amazing piece of machinery that we have. Hooli, it's taking up the whole studio. It's like a 1950s computer in this motherfucker. It's like a Rube Goldberg made up of smaller Rube Goldberg machines. Oh, man, and it is good to go. Flip the man in the trap and let that mousetrap go. All right, we are bringing back everyone's favorite new segment, the (laughs) RAM! This week on The Wheel of Misfortune, we are going to be previewing a little bit of the NBA preseason by spinning the wheel with a couple of teams that didn't necessarily have the best offseason, and we'll see who we land on and what we talk about. A couple of teams that are going to be on this wheel, since you guys cannot see it. It is enormous. I'm surprised you cannot see it from where you're listening.
1: They can see it on the space station, and yes, of course, these are the teams that have had bad off seasons this isn't the wheel of unmisfortune
0: exactly you're not going to see the warriors on this list who exactly you're not going to see the boston celtics on this list i've never heard of them you might see the cleveland cavaliers without J.R. smith on this list you guys could be in some real trouble dare you I think right. you mean NBA champion Cleveland Cavaliers, so we won't see on this. I meant garbage human and NBA champion J.R. Smith. You are correct. Excellent. All right, Thank Joe, you. let's go ahead and kick it off. I'll go ahead and give you the honors of spinning that wheel. All right, here we go. Oh, oh Chicago. Woo. Sweet home, Chicago. This is, of course, the city where Joe and I live. It is our hometown. And they did a bunch of things this offseason, the Joe. A lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts. Some of the parts didn't move so well to begin with, and that's why they got rid of them. <laughs> we'll start with those two parts that didn't move well. They traded away their point guard, Derrick Rose. Yes. And their marquee, one of their murky big men, Joking Noah, both left for New York. Yeah, they got
1: reunited uh, in a team that we may or may not be talking about at some point.
0: Um, So what did they do? They brought in the other Lopez. They brought in Robin Lopez. Yes. Brought in Calderon as the new point guard. No, he's going to be the new backup point guard because in a move that also doesn't make any sense. Oh, that's right. They brought in my boy, Rajon Rondo. Along with another guard... Dwayne Wade, to start with their other swingman, homegrown Jimmy Butler. So let's review this really quickly. You have Rajon Rondo and Dwayne Wade, two guys who have hated each other since their days of battling in the Eastern Conference Finals with Miami and Boston. You have a guy, Jimmy Butler, who is an all-star in his own right and now has to maybe play second fiddle to Wade? He's not playing second fiddle to Rondo, I'll tell you that much. And all three of those guys work
1: best... With the ball in their hand. So I don't know if some league rule was passed this year where we're going to be playing with more than one ball at a time. If so, I think Chicago has a chance to go all the way. If not, if we're staying uniball, I don't see how this works.
0: It doesn't work, which is why they're on this wheel of misfortune to begin with. Also... It doesn't work for what Fred Hoiberg is trying to do in his system. He's one of these space-and-pace college guys, and a big part of space is being able to shoot the three-point ball effectively. And I can tell you this, their one through three can't shoot for shit. I remember we talked about this previously, but the combination
1: of Rondo, Wade, and possibly Butler, so either the two or the three of them, sunk fewer trays last year than Stephen Curry by himself. It was all of them. Yes, that is truly a shame
0: and dog shit and poor form on you, Chicago Bulls front office. Well, the good news is they're going to be hot trash and tickets will be cheap for us, Joe. Let's go ahead and spin that wheel.
1: Oh, speak of the devil. The New
0: York basketball Knicks. Oh, what a koinky dink. So we had just talked a little bit about what happened there. They got rid of Calderon, they got rid of the other Lopez brother, not that any <laughs> of that matters. In exchange for basically Derek Rose and then re signed his hoardor to Derek Rose's brand, Joachim Noah. <laughs>
1: Hold the paint. Hold the hold the paint.
0: So, here's the thing with this team. Derrick Rose has already called them a super team. Wow. Yes. Which is problematic for several reasons. Yes. A, they're clearly not a super team. No. Maybe, maybe, if this is 2011 and you have, like, Mello in his prime, Noah in his prime, young Derrick Rose crushing it, 13-year-old young Lurch, maybe then they have a chance to do something. Yeah.
1: Why don't you ask the 2012 Philadelphia Eagles what it's like to go ahead and call yourself a super team? That did not work out too well. Namdi Asamoah, I'm looking in your direction.
0: He's still cashing checks from that contract. You're not wrong. So the Knicks, with all of these changes, with the super team of Young Lurch, Mellow, Rose's top half, and half of Joakim Noah are a super team, then the rest of the East is in trouble. Here's the thing. I don't think that they make it past a six seed in the East. As much as Chicago, I don't like Chicago— I still think they finish better. I think they finish in four or five, and I just don't see it. I still have Indiana. I still have Toronto. I still have Boston, and, of course, Cleveland better than this super team.
1: Absolutely. And there's always one or two teams that that get a little higher than you'd think. Maybe – The Hornets, maybe the Hawks. I
0: like the Hornets. Uh, Great coach. I really like what they can do. They might be one of those teams that sneaks up like Milwaukee did a couple of years ago.
1: Totally. So I, I definitely think that the opportunity is ripe for the Knicks to do worse than they think they will while some other team overachieves. You know, classic Knicks fashion. As long as I've been alive and a basketball fan, the New York Knicks have not been a very strong team, which is a shame because I think, I would imagine... That the uh, NBA is a better place when the Knicks are a good team. Of course, I don't have any firsthand experience
0: to confirm that. No, it is. It absolutely is better when the Knicks are winning. I still remember, God, those great Ewing and Anthony Mason and John Starks and P. Easy. Oh, God, that was great ball. However, That has not been the case in New York lately. New York basketball has been absolute trash between the Nets and now the Knicks taking a slide into mediocrity. I don't see it getting any better. Nope. Well, the good news is Phil Jackson can always go back and work for his family in L.A. All right, what do you say, Hooli? We give this wheel one
1: One last last spin. spin. Oh, sticking in the East.
0: That's a pretty easy theme to do on the basketball wheel of mediocrity.
1: (laughs) If this was mediocrity, these teams would be elated to be mentioned. (laughs) Uh, Real bottom of the barrel here, Philadelphia 76ers,
0: hashtag trust the plan. Ooh, trust that plan. So they've... Made some fantastic changes in this offseason. Yes. Starting notably with uh, Jerry Colangelo coming in, Mm -hmm. former head of USA Basketball, really going to come in and revamp the program and what's happening down there in Philadelphia. Here's the problem with Philadelphia. They have about 9,000 four and fives on their roster. So they just drafted, of course, the number one overall pick, Ben Simmons, who's kind of a point forward. Last year, number three, they took Jaleel Okafor, who slid to them after L.A., for some reason, took your boy, D'Angelo Russell. You like to record, people. Before that, they took Nerlens Noel, and before that, they took Dario Saric. Now, all four of these guys can ball. They can all play in the league. And they can all do very well for themselves. Now, the problem is they only have two spots. Further complicating the issue is your glut of those four is a potential rookie of the year who was drafted two years ago, Joel Embiid. Yes. This who, dude is a beast. Who is a absolute monster. Yeah, I've been watching some of his stuff in the offseason, and whatever blood transfusions he's been getting in Dubai and whatever workouts he's been doing is worth it. He looks like a man possessed.
1: He, I think he's been training in one of those stasis cubes like Goku did in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this dude, I, appa- by by most accounts, Embiid is going to be the centerpiece of this moving forward, probably with Simmons. You know, being like the the main guys, to everyone else being the the Kevin Loves and the Kyrie's to their Lebrons. Uh but they they have so much raw talent. It's just like, it's like grabbing a handful of Play-Doh before you push it out
0: the spaghetti machine. The problem is the spaghetti machine turns everything into poop turds in Philadelphia. The player that I'm most excited about could be Dario. I mean, he's one of those guys that fits into the new NBA mold of like good footwork can absolutely stretch the floor, shoot the 3. So that kind of leaves Philly with the problem of what do you do with the two guys who didn't work well together last year? Jaleel and Nerlens Noel.
1: I think you audition them. I mean this they they're not I they're not going to be contending for a championship this year. I don't think that they have any expectations to No. I think Knocking on the door of the playoffs would be a huge success for this team that has constantly been at the bottom of the rankings and the top of the draft. And I, I don't even know if they, they can get there. No. So I think that you audition these guys for other teams and then flip one or both.
0: I think last year had to be their audition. I absolutely agree. Flip yeah. one or both.
1: I'm surprised that they have
0: Noel to Boston. Send the kid home. Send him home. I I love him. He's from Boston. He's a great rim protector. It doesn't matter. Here's the thing. You can't do it next year because there aren't enough minutes to go around. You can't give all these guys 17 minutes a game, average it out, and be like, well, want to develop. No, you got to throw someone in the fire. Give them 30, 35 minutes a game and let them develop. The problem is Okafor and Noel have already had that chance, and they're kind of not working together, and you got to flip them. But everybody knows it, and they're going to buy low on Philly. So you will not get fair trade in return for either of these guys. Because like I said, they have nine four and fives, Nick Stauskas at guard, and I think I'm the point guard for them. I'm going to buy your jersey, by the way. Oh, man, that Hooli jersey is going to sell like "Ah, fire. You're the number three right behind, insert custom name here. (laughs) Real
1: MBs, MLB
2: BMS Yes Hey boys MB here for some MB MLB BMS You know it you love it It's that time y'all it is so deep into the wild card race we're already starting to see some clinching some these folks are definitely outs and some spoilers. I recorded this from the future, so I know for a fact that my Atlanta Braves just swept the New York Metropolitans in a three-game series when they are trying to not only win the division but fight for their spot in the wild card and man does that feel good as a fan of the team with the second worst record in baseball hello welcome to the show but for less biased coverage I'm going to go around the horn, so I'll start with the NLEs because I was already there. Looks like the Trumps are going to take it. The Mets may not even make it into the wild card game as it stands right now. They are neck and neck and neck with the Giants and the St. Louis Cardinals. Honestly, out of those three... I could take or leave any of them. So I'm pretty disappointed about how this is looking like it's going to shape up. Really don't want to see the cards in there. Joe obviously wants those Giants in there because he has them for the World Series. It's math, y'all. Every other year. I'm really surprised that the Mets have remained in the race as much as they have though it seems they don't want to remain in it anymore maybe it's because they are the ones who ended up with that sweet sweet Tebow prize but like I said i am just really I'm surprised they've stayed as relevant as they have without Harvey with Cespedes being uh off and on in terms of health in terms of performance man it's just I'm Good on them for, for getting this far. And then everyone else in the East is way out. It's going to be the Trumps and the Mets, if it's anybody. Uh, moving on to the central Boy, did the Cubs lock that one up. First team to clinch by a mile. They will have 100 wins in three more wins. That means they have 97 wins as it stands. I said that the most awkward way possible. But they are easily the best team in baseball. They look absolutely unstoppable. They're just shutting teams down left and right. It's... It's rough because they're doing so well right now, and they're going to have to maintain that momentum if they want to get through the playoffs. And uh, with a a young team, you hate to see somebody kind of uh, uh, blow the load, if you will. You know, the young ones like to do such things, Um, but I still am holding out hope for them going all the way. As for the wildcard race in the Central, as I mentioned, the St. Louis Cardinals are still in the running. They're in a tie with the Mets right now, only a half game back from the Giants. So it's really anyone's race. I would love, love, love to see the Pittsburgh Pirates Make a stab at that wildcard game. It's theirs. They've been there more times than any other team, and God bless them. I hope they win it this time around if they make it. Come on, Pittsburgh. You can do it. Buckle down. The Braves are doing our part against the Mets. You guys just got to do your part down the pipe. Worth noting that the Pittsburgh Pirates are one game above five hundred. So it's been an odd season in that someone who is one game above five hundred can be close to the wild card. I think that's just a sign that there are some very disparate teams in this division. From the Chicago Cubs down to the Cincinnati Reds both ends of the spectrum. Moving on to the West, surprised to see the Dodgers really take the lead over the Giants in the last month or so of the season. I really thought that the Giants had a good head of steam, but it seems like the Dodgers are kind of getting in their head this week. Mad Bum was pitching an absolute gem against the Dodgers. It was odd odd if I'm not mistaken, through the 7th. He had like 10 Ks just absolutely destroying them until Yasil Puig, of all people, who's been absolutely irrelevant on the field, somehow got into Mad Bum's head. Mad Bum turned to him, started yelling, don't look at me over and over again, and it turned into a benches clearing brawl. Next inning, we don't see Mad Bum back on the mound for obvious reasons. If you got a guy who's getting into your pitcher's head, you don't want to send your pitcher back out onto the mound if he's that shaken. Guess what? San Francisco loses that one. You can't do that when you're trying to win a division, when you're trying to win a wild-card spot. If you have your ace pitcher letting guys like Pueh get in his head, just doesn't look good. Come on, Giants. Wow. I'm just really surprised to see the Dodgers – come as far as they have. Rest of that division, shoe boy. Uh, the Colorado Rockies are still in the wild card chase technically, but I do not see them pulling it out. And the San Diego Padres and the Arizona Diamondbacks are just not good. Sorry about it, Diamondbacks. We, we fleeced you. We're by we, I mean the, my Atlanta Braves. We're, we're, we're looking just beautiful with the folks that we we got in our trade for your Shelby Miller, and he has looked not beautiful at all for you. Uh, so I'm saying wild card game is the San Francisco Giants versus the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates take it. They have to face the Chicago Cubs in the NLDS at Chicago Cubs with the home field advantage. Man, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be fun? Over to the National League. Uh, We've got the Boston Red Sox at the top of a very contested AL East. But I I saw a stat today that the Boston Red Sox and the Chicago Cubs have – By far the highest run differentials in their respective leagues. We're talking they have the highest run differentials by like 80 runs over anyone else in their league. That is ridiculous. It's crazy that with that kind of run differential, the Red Sox aren't more in the lead of the East, but that's just how close that division has been. The only team in that division who hasn't really had a dog in the race is the Rays, but boston toronto baltimore new york until recently i mean technically they're still in the wild card race it's really anyone's game where that is concerned uh I still I like Boston taking the division right now. Toronto and Baltimore are are the neck and neck in the wild card race. Toronto's got one game up on them. Detroit and Houston are both one game out of the wild card spots. Man, it's it's this is really coming down to the wires guys uh I, I like boston taking it i like this being ortiz's you know swan song i just really i think they're gonna be in there and it'll be up to everybody else to see who else comes out of that division the central cleveland motorcycles you almost said tribes but that's that's where we got motorcycles from. The Cleveland Motorcycles, easily taking the Central Division. It's not locked up yet, but it's darn close. Houston and Detroit are neck and neck, but it's a number of games behind those Cleveland Motorcycles. I I see them locking it up. I'm really surprised as well that Detroit made as much of a, a bounce back as they have. They're kind of middling for a lot of the season, but they've looked great coming down the pipe. My boy, former Brave, Evan Gaddis has been hitting the cover off the ball for the Houston Astros. He wants to see a wild card game. So while I do think that the cycles take the division, I think that Detroit and or Houston have a good shot at being in that wild card game. The Rangers, their third baseman's name is Adrian Beltre, as I looked up on the internet and it told me how to pronounce said name he is such an oddball watch like any video of this guy playing baseball and you immediately fall in love I am super into the Texans right earth the Texans what an idiot the Rangers right now they look really fun to watch they had a pitcher get this crazy behind the back catch in a game against the Angels this week, and and it it just seems like they're having a lot of fun playing baseball. I'm really torn between whether I want to see the motorcycles or the Rangers come out of the American League when it comes down to the final show. As far as wild card goes, um, I'm liking... gosh this is hard it's it's gonna be toronto baltimore detroit and houston i think are the only ones who really have a dog left in the fight uh the kansas city royals have been pretty disappointing in terms of a, a a sophomore sleaze a sophomore season after they uh took the world series but they've bounced back a little bit in the latter half of the season they're couple games above 500 they're not totally out of the wild card race yet they could really shake it up Uh, and the Chicago White Sox may very well have had the worst season after having one of the best starts of any team in baseball the Angels the A's the Rays and the lowly twins who are saving my Bravos from having the worst record in baseball are totally out of this conversation and are all looking like they need a little bit of a rebuild uh so i would love to see the astros and the baltimore orioles in that wild card game i'd love to see the astros come out of it i don't have high i don't i don't know if that happens or not but it'd be nice. It's funny to see Detroit bolstered by a newly restored Justin Upton who's had a great latter half of the season and was even re-added to my fantasy team and has been leading me well through our own playoffs. think that's all I've got. Hope that catches everybody up on the wildcard race of the ML...
0: So going back to something that we had talked about on the last episode on the back to schoolie, we ended on the. So going back to something that we had talked about a little bit last episode and something that's been going on throughout the preseason and into this NFL season. You've heard it before. You're going to hear it again for a little bit. Colin Kaepernick. Uh,
1: If you have been living under a rock or just woke up from a coma, first of all, welcome back. Second of all, what you've missed is in the preseason, Colin Kaepernick remains seated during a national anthem for a 49ers game. Reporter afterwards asked him why. Colin Kaepernick explained that uh, he couldn't feel comfortable supporting the flag of a country where citizens are gunned down in the street and nobody is held responsible for it. And obviously this the conversation has been centering around people of color who have been the victims of this. In fact, there was just earlier today, the day of the recording in Tulsa, there was a shooting of an unarmed black man whose car had broken down. Very upsetting footage, dash cam, helicopter. But this is the context for Colin Kaepernick, uh, an athlete making $11.9 million this year, choosing to use his profession as a platform to bring attention to this issue. Uh, The method in which he has chosen to do this has caused a lot of controversy, caused a lot of people to disagree with what he is doing if not necessarily the message although perhaps in some cases yes even the message is being uh disagreed with a lot of people saying that you're disrespecting the the country the military our our service people uh by doing this even though a lot of veterans have come out of the internet and and in person saying no this is what we have
0: fought for is his right to sit or stand as he sees fit but even colin has taken some of these criticisms to heart and he said that was never my intent i didn't want to offend any veterans i didn't want to do anything like that so he changed his method a little bit from sitting to kneeling and this is after he had a conversation with nate boyer yes uh,
1: Nate Boyer, who played football at the University of Texas, went undrafted in 2015 but was signed as an undrafted free agent to the Seattle Seahawks, although he is currently a free agent. You see, Nate Boyer uh, worked as a relief worker in Sudan. Then he joined the Army and became a Green Beret and served six years having multiple tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. He talked with Colin Kaepernick and safety Eric Reid, about how to get their message across and encourage them to not sit on the bench but to do something more active and take a knee, showing that this is a proactive stance. And it's amazing to to me, and I, not to speak for Hooli, but we have talked about this and that's why we're talking about it on the, on the podcast, but it's ridiculous to both of us that this is... A controversy, that this is something that people are still caring about. Uh, other athletes, other NFL players around the league have started doing the same thing, which has led to Broncos linebacker Brandon Marshall took a knee and led to a man buying an orange t-shirt, writing Brandon Marshall's name and, and uh, jersey number on it, and then lighting fire to it outside the stadium. Miami Dolphins players, including Arian Foster, uh, have started taking a knee, which led to uh, the Sheriff's Office that provides security for the Miami Dolphins Stadium saying that we're not going to do this and we're not going to provide security for these
0: players until the NFL punishes these guys. Which is not going to happen. And specifically with the Dolphins, owner Steven Ross has come out and said that he absolutely supports his players in this.
1: CEO of the 49ers, Jed York, has uh, agreed to give a million dollars to these same foundations that. Colin Kaepernick is gonna give a million dollars from his paychecks this year uh, to to to
0: to two charities. And we'll we'll get back into those in a quick second so yeah. you can help make a difference yourself. But it there's something that Michael Wilbon had said recently that really struck home and he said, I don't care. I don't care who's kneeling, who's sitting, and this is all paraphrased, so I'm sorry if I misquote you, Michael, because I know you're a listener of the show. <laughs> I don't care if you're kneeling, I don't care if you're sitting, I don't care if you have a fist in the air, it's over. I'm done keeping score between who is and who is not on whatever sides. And he's right. It doesn't matter who's on what. The For me, it's about the problems being addressed and the problems not being addressed. And right now, the problems are starting to be addressed, but there are certain organizations that only like to talk about some of the controversies behind it and say what's bad about it, and there's jersey burning and everything else, which is why we here on Sports Retorts at Hooli and the Joe like to take a little bit of a different approach. So, we're actually going to be telling you a little bit more information about the charities that Con Kaepernick has chosen to donate a million dollars to. Those charities are the Silicon Valley Community
1: Foundation.
0: And the San Francisco Foundation. The Silicon Valley Community Foundation has a mission statement. We advance innovative philanthropic solutions to challenging problems. As the largest community foundation in the world, we engage donors and corporations from Silicon Valley across the country and across the globe to make our region and our world better for all. And if you would like to go to the website and find out more information about donating time, money, anything else, that's going to be SiliconValleyCF.org. The San Francisco Foundation mobilizes
1: resources and acts as a catalyst for change to build strong communities, foster civic leadership, and promote philanthropy. They embrace the values of accountability, integrity, excellence, social justice, leadership, and diversity. And again, these are the two charities that Colin Kaepernick and the San Francisco 49ers organization have identified. If you want to learn more about the San Francisco Foundation, visit sff.org. If you are not in San Francisco, maybe you are in Chicago and you would like to do something there. Uh, Check out the Chicago Community Trust at cct.org. If you are in New York, find something there. If you're in Atlanta, find something there. If you're in Cleveland, find something there. If you are in Tulsa, Oklahoma, find something there. I am not afraid to say that something is wrong with this country, something is broken, and it takes guts, and it takes brains to find the right forum and the right timing to bring attention to these issues, and that's what Colin Kaepernick is doing. Uh, It obviously, (laughs) while researching this, I read a lot of um, passionate, perhaps vitriolic comments online. People saying, why doesn't he actually do something instead of just stand there or sit there? He's doing what he can. During the average two and a half years that an NFL player has, uh, obviously Kaepernick has has been there longer than that, but it's fleeting. The career that he has chosen isn't going to be around forever. In fact, he's already a backup quarterback. He's no longer the starter for the 49ers. Who knows how much longer he's going to be on this team or in the league, which is a whole separate conversation. But all of the all of that is to say that he is choosing to take this time to shine a light on something that needs to be talked about because it is broken and it needs to be fixed. And one man can't fix it. We can't fix it in one day or in one month or in one year, but we need to change the way that we think, change the way that we communicate, change what we find acceptable and what we get outraged at. And the only way that we can do that is by looking around us, seeing what is happening, and talking with each other and understanding points of view and experiences that we don't personally have. And that's coming from a podcast from two white guys. So, please, whatever you are, whatever you identify as, understand that a lot of people just want to make this world a better place. And uh, I think that that's what Colin Kaepernick is doing. And I don't fault him for his motivation, his message, or how he's choosing to deliver it.
0: Could not have said it better myself, The Joe.
2: Boy, this thing's a blowout, but let's sit down for some garbage time.
0: All right, The Joe, we got into some charities that actually matter. If you and I were to create a charity that doesn't need to exist, what charity would we create? I know for me personally, and I'm going to dig way back to my man Nelson Mm Munts, I am going to start the charity Nuke the Whales with our mission statement of got to nuke something. I think I would create a
1: nonprofit organization whose job it is to learn about you as an individual, what your likes and dislikes are, and to help you when you don't know what to watch on Netflix. When you are just sitting there flipping through things, nothing is jumping out at you. Either you call them, have a live chat with them, Skype with them. Gotta have an app. Or maybe they have field officers who are just sitting in cars waiting to come out to you. I think that's where a lot of our expenses are going to come from, are the cars and the fuel. Because I don't even I don't want I want these cars running at all time because I want these guys ready to just boom. Right. Be there.
0: Oh, you need to go to sleep, check out ancient alien conspiracy files.
1: Boom. Boom. Oh, yeah, you're having a, a lady over and you want to Netflix and chill. I recommend Creepy Creepy Cabin on the Haunted Hill. Boom. You want to check out some Emmy winners? Stranger Things. Boom. Boom. Let's turn this up to 11. Eleven. Huli, if you were going to buy the number two current selling New York Mets jersey of, insert custom name here,
0: what custom name would you choose to insert there? I'm going to preface this by saying that I've seen more games in old Yankee stadium than I have any other baseball stadium. So I'm going to get Yankee fan put on the back of my number two <laughs> oh, Mets jersey.
1: Yeah, you might want to get some Kevlar on the inside of that thing. <laughs> I think I would get a Daryl Strawberry jersey, but I want the name to say... Daryl, Daryl, no, it's okay, mom, he's a professional, he can handle it, single tier. I want all of that to be the name on the jersey, <laughs> it's gonna wrap around the whole, start yeah. down
0: the shoulder, it's gonna look like the brown starting quarterback jersey, <laughs> speaking of brown starting quarterback, Lady Gaga could end up on the Patriots after the halftime show, What professional musician would you plug into your sports lineup, and why? My
1: instinct is to put meatloaf at tailback, a la William the Refrigerator Perry. Oh, that's a good one. I think he's going to rip right through that O-line like a bat out of hell.
0: (laughs) Hey, he'll do anything for a first down, but he won't do that. It's just going to be a confession of the 10-yard chains.
1: (laughs) You know, if... If he runs for a, a positive yards and then he runs for positive yards and then he runs for negative yards, two out of three ain't bad.
0: <laughs> what about you, Huli? As a bigger basketball fan than Joe, that's the sport that I'm going to stick with, and I'm going to stick with actually one of my personal favorites, and I'm going to base a team around this person – but it's got to be circa 95 or 96. Done. So I'm going to base a team around Shaquille O'Neal, and who am I going to surround Shaquille O'Neal with but the rest of the Fushnickens. So I'm going to put the Fushnickens on the Orlando Magic and see, after I build my time machine, and see what they can do in the finals. And for anybody who might not be familiar with the
1: Fushnickens...
0: Are those followers of Shaq Fu? The fu were the band, were the rap group that Shaq did his <laughs> rap album with. So, I mean, I guess Shaq could be the musician that... <laughs> well, I'm bringing on the fu to finish off what they started with, What's Up, Doc? Can I Rock? Into an NBA championship.
1: (laughs) Well, I have bad news for you, because since you got multiple musical artists, I'm going to bring another musical artist onto my team, one who has a proven track record of defeating Shaquille O'Neal. Aaron Carter, come on down. (laughs) No! (laughs) Yes! I'll see you in the finals, you son of a bitch.
0: (sighs) All right, that'll be fine. The (laughs) Cleveland Browns versus the 96 Orlando Magic (laughs) will be a hell of a match.
1: And that is all of the time we have left here on this week's episode of Sports Retorts. Thank you so much for checking it out. You can find us on iTunes. Please, 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 if you can, rate us, subscribe to us. You can find us on the Nerdlogs website, nerdlogscom slash podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Huli and the Joe. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash sports retorts. What am I forgetting, Huli?
0: Oh, you're forgetting our Instagram page where you can find us at sports underscore retorts on Instagram.
1: Brilliant. Uh, We plan on having some sweet grams come at you this week. So make sure you are subscribed or friended. I don't know how
0: Instagram works. So friended. So friend
1: us. So please.
0: And please, please, please stick around for the next episode when we dive deep into an issue that really strikes home for a lot of us. Uh, about half of the population more so but it's going to be the no females league where we dive into some of the hypocrisy that's based upon gender and the nfl so i hope you have eight hours (laughs) because that'll be the first half (laughs) it is rough but we'll uh we'll see if we can get some good out of that in the meantime hjs keep your head up and see what else you can do
2: This has been a production.
0: If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash to donate today. And go to www.nerdologues.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am
1: grabbot23548X.
0: Is yet...
2: Yeah, what?
1: Bodily functions are funny. (laughs)